especially when Allah Subhanahu wa said in Quran, Yawma la yanfa'u malun, that Yawma remember that day, prepare for that day, recall that day of judgment, that day when you will meet Allah Subhanahu wa la yanfa'u mal that none of our wealth, our possessions, our properties, our accomplishments, our achievements, our attainments will be of any benefit to us. Neither our sons, our children, our descendants, any of our worldly relations, relations that we had for the sake of this world will be of any benefit to us. Allah, except successful, will be that person, man who brings to Allah Fanta a pure and untainted heart. And either that can be a pure and pristine heart, or it can be a purified heart. And because most of us, myself and most of our listeners, we no longer have that pure and untainted heart. Our heart has become tainted due to our sin and our disobedience. So what we have to do is we have to bring a purified heart to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it's that purification of the heart that is called tazkiyah and tasawwuf in the deen of Islam. And we need to bring that heart to the love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the love for the Prophet That's what that Hadith in Bukhari makes so clear, that that is a critical sifat and an essential attribute that we must have. It's not something that the people of Tasawwuf have come up with, that we should love Allah, love the Prophet. No. This is something that is a core teaching of our deen, is a fundamental redeeming attribute that we need to have. Mm-hmm. And this is why... Uh, you know, in Allah la yandru ila surakum wa amwalakum. That Allah subhanahu wa taala does not gaze; his gaze does not fall on our appearances or our possessions. Walakin yandru ila kulubikum wa amalikum. But rather, Allah subhanahu wa taala's gaze falls on our spiritual hearts and our actions. So, the spiritual heart, just like the physical heart is the basis for all physical health, just like that the spiritual heart is the basis for all of our vitality. And here, because it says, first, first Allah looks at our hearts, then our atmal, it means that if our hearts are fixed and purified, that will automatically lead to good amal, that the heart is the control and the originator of all good thoughts and good deeds. And Allah SWT said in the Qur'an, that he doesn't accept anything else in our heart. He said in Quran, Ma Jaalallahu li Rajulin min kalbain fi jofi that Allah Subhanahu is not made for any human being two hearts in their breast, in their body, in their chest. Mm-hmm. That we don't have two hearts that we can say I give one for Allah and I give one to Ghairullah. I give one for love for Allah, I give one for love for Ghairullah. We can't do that. Mm-hmm. We cannot be two faced in our heart. And what's happened is the type of world that we're living in is full of so many fitnas, so many facades that are trying to disconnect us from Allah and trying to connect us to Ghairullah. And if we look inside ourselves, this is exactly what's happened to us. We are disconnected. We are disconnected from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, disconnected from the Book of Allah, disconnected from the Prophet of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we are disconnected from all of the things that lead us to Allah. And on the other hand, we are completely connected to Allah. Somebody is connected to love, a false, unlawful love of somebody of the opposite gender. Somebody is connected or admired in love of this world. Somebody is faced with love of themselves, ujub, conceit and vanity. 
We are connected to so many Allahs and we are disconnected from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And all of our success lies in fixing our heart. And sometimes I explain this to our students, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants our heart, His gaze obtains in our heart, Allah Ta'ala's home is the heart of a believer, and Allah Ta'ala does not accept roommates. Mm. Allah Ta'ala does not want a roommate in our heart. And that is our tawheed, is not just to believe that Allah is one, but to give that one Allah soul, domain, and dominion in our one qalb, and that in our qalb we will only have love for Allah, or any love that is in His name and for His sake, or any love that He has deemed permissible, and other than that we will not have anything in our heart. And so that's why this, these emotions are very important, this love for Allah and the Prophet Wasallam. And even in, 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 in our emotions that we have are so astray. In fact, if Allah SWT was to ask any one of us on the Day of Judgment, that, okay, I won't judge you according to what you did or to what you said. I'll just judge you according to what you felt in your heart and you thought. Even then we would fail. Allah. In fact, if Allah SWT said, okay, from your 70 years that you've lived a normal life expectancy, pick any one year that you want, and I will judge you just on the emotions you had in that heart. Even then we would fail. This is what Allah SWT says, that He will extract and, and obtain every single thing that was in our breast, every deepest thing that was in our heart. And what's going to happen to us when this happens? If this khusalamah is sudur, when this applies to us, what are we going to do with all of these empty hearts? Hearts that are empty of the love for Allah, empty of the fear of Allah. What are we going to do? Hearts that are full of love for ghair Allah, full of the dunya, what are we going to do? Mm. And now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran al-Kareem has mentioned three, sim- he's coined three similes in the Quran and the Hadith about our heart. Mm. The first is that the hearts become hard. That the hearts become hardened. Just like a piece of land becomes barren. Mm. You see, when you don't use a piece of land for a long period of time, you don't plow it, you don't till it, you don't put fertilizer on it, then it becomes so hard and barren Mm. that when the land becomes hard, it becomes barren. It means no fruit can grow from that land. Mm. Just like that, when the heart of the mu'min becomes hard, that means they become barren of Atmal. And Allah Subhanahu speaks of this hardening, min Then their hearts became hardened after this Hidayah was revealed to them and they didn't follow that Hidayah. hijara. Then their hearts become hardened, they become like rocks, ashaddu kaswa, or they become even harder than rocks. And the reason for that is that because even from rocks and boulders, springs of water can gush forth. But that human and that mu'min whose heart has become so hardened, then the tears of Tawbah won't come forth, the waters of Amal won't come forth. And this heart becomes hardened means, number one, that it no longer has love for Allah. And the second thing it means is that we no longer have fear for Allah. And this is a major thing. We should not think that this is something that we don't have. Many of us don't have fear for Allah. Many of us no longer even feel fear for Allah. If we ask someone, have you ever felt hunger? They will say, yes, I felt that feeling many times. Have you felt happiness? I felt that feeling many times. Have you felt fear of makhluk? Fearing letting 
disappointing someone, fear of letting someone down, fear of being late somewhere. We say, yes, I felt that fear. And if we say, have you felt the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in your heart? Many of us, we don't feel that fear. It's an unfelt emotion because our heart has become hardened such that we don't feel that love and we don't feel that fear. So the first thing that Allah mentions for that heart that is not purified is that heart has become hard. Then the second example Allah SWT exists in Quran is that a heart becomes blind. And the reason for this is that a person when they're blind physically with their eyes, they can't tell the difference between an enemy and a friend. Because they're blind with their eye, they can't tell the difference between something that is harmful or beneficial. Because they're blind with their eye, they can't even tell the difference between light and dark. Just like that, Allah Subhanahu wa coins this metaphor for the person whose heart has become blind. Because the person whose heart has become blind can no longer tell what is sin or what is a good deed. They can no longer distinguish what is beneficial or harmful spiritually. They can no longer tell the nur of sohbat, the nur of good company, from the darkness of bad company, because their heart becomes blind. In fact, Allah Subhanahu in one Allah, ayah of the Quran, mentions a community, an entire community as blind. Innahum kanu qawman ameen. That indeed they were an entire community that was blind. This is a community that had left following the teachings of their Prophet, the Prophet And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in another ayah, Man kana fi hadihi a'ma fahuwa fil akhirati a'ma. That that person who in this world is blind, and here's clear, it doesn't mean physically blind. In this, in this life, that person whose heart becomes blind, such that they no longer distinguish between right and wrong, sin, virtue, and vice. For On that day of judgment, they will be raised physically blind. They will not be able to see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They will not be able to see Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. They will not be able to bestow the house of Kothar. They will be blind. Allah. And then Allah SWT mentions in, in, in this Quran that he, they're going to ask Allah, Qala Rabbi Lima Hashartani Atma. That, oh my Rabb, Rabb, why did you raise me up? Why have you resurrected me blind? Bakad kuntu basira. When I was actually a person who was a person of sight. Mm-hmm. And then Allah will respond to them, Qala Kazalika Atatka Ayatuna. Just like that came to you our ayahs, our Qur'an al-Kareem, our hidayah, our signs. And this is the real powerful part of this ayah. فَنَسِيتَهَا mm-hmm. And you forgot it. Not, so this ayah isn't about kufr. Allah doesn't say فَكَفَرْتَهَا that you disbelieved in it. فَنَسِيتَهَا that you forgot it. You sidelined it. You ignored it. Mm-hmm. So because you ignored and sidelined and forgot my Quran, my teachings, my, my ahkam in this world. <coughs> then Allah Ta'ala says, وَكَذَلِكَ الْيَوْمَ tunsa." Just like that, you will be forgotten on this day. Mm-hmm. You have been sidelined on this day. So we can imagine we can't, none of us would be able to hear the sentence. None of us, if we let our hearts become blind to Allah, would we want ourselves to become blinded from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the Day of Judgment. None of us could even be able to listen to these words, let alone any punishment, any torment, any jahannam, 
even to hear from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Tell us this. And just like that, on this day, you have been forgotten. And that is why we have to purify our heart. That we have to save our heart. And in the Quran, Allah makes this clear. Now, in the next ayah, that this blindness is being mentioned of the heart. That it is not, indeed, it is not their eyes that have become blind. But rather, it is the heart that are in their breasts, their spiritual hearts, that have become blind. Allah. And this is what's happened to us, that we're blind to the hukum of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We're blind to His pleasure. We're blind to the fact that we're displeasing Him. Allah. And the ultimate level then when a person continues like this, and this is an ayah then about kufr, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Khatam That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sets a seal on their heights, on their hearts. Mm. It means that they become permanently blinded. Mm. Permanently blinded. Mm. And that is what we're trying to save ourselves from. And what we need to do is save ourselves from having a hardened heart. Save ourselves from having a blinded heart. Mm-hmm. And when our heart becomes so sick that it becomes blind, what it means is we have a loss of appetite. Just like your person who's physically sick, they suffer from a complete loss of appetite. Such that you put their most favorite meal in front of them, their favorite dish, their favorite food in front of them, they just look at it, and because they're sick physically and they have a loss of appetite, they look at it, and they have no inclination for it. They have no ragbat for it. They have no talab for it. They have no yearning, no desire, no attraction to it. Just like that, that person whose heart has become hardened, or that person whose heart has become blinded, because they're, physic- they're spiritually sick. So when you put the Quran in front of them, they have no ragbat, no talab for it. They have no desire to read it. When you put the musalla, the janamaz, in front of them, they have no desire to pray on it. When you put a book in front of them, they have no do- desire to read it. They have no desire to do talawat of Quran. They have no desire to do dua. They have no desire to do zikr. Just like the person who is physically sick, no longer it feels loss of physical appetite, just like that, the person who is spiritually sick, whose heart has become hardened or heart has become blind, that person feels loss of spiritual appetite. So the first metaphor Allah mentions is the hardened heart. The second is the blinded heart. And the third is the stained or rusted heart. So for the ultimate sin of kufr, Allah mentions in Quran, Bal rana ala kulubihim that indeed that a layer of rust came over their heart. And in Hadith, Sayyidina Susa mentions about the believers, that when the mu'min commits a sin, every time they commit a sin, a black spot, a darkness comes on their heart. And if they continue to commit sin, their heart continues to get darkened. So we have this rusted heart, this darkened heart, this veiled heart. And this continues due to our sins, continues due to our ghaflat. So either way, whether we have a hardened heart or a blind heart or a darkened or veiled or rusted heart, we need to purify our heart. We need to cleanse our heart. And this is what their two words in the Arabic language. One is tazkiyah, that is used for the nafs. And the second is tasfiyah, that is used for the kalb the cleansing of the heart, the polishing of the heart. 
And the reason for this is that there's some things that require deep cleaning if they become dirty. Because the najasa, the filth, the excrement penetrated to their core, like clothing. So if some najasa, something impure falls onto our clothing, it seeps through into the core of the fabric. And therefore, it needs to be deeply cleaned, put in water and washed three times and wrung out. But there are some other things that, that if there's some impurity, it doesn't penetrate to the core, it just stays on the surface, like a glass. So if there's some impurity on the glass, you just wipe it clean on the surface. If there's some impurity that falls on wood, you just wipe it clean, or you can use furniture polish. So the kalb of the mu'min, for that the word has been used by the mashayik is tasfiyah. Now why is that? Why is it that it has to be surface cleaned? The reason is that the impurity of the jasad does not penetrate into the core of the heart of the mu'min because the core has that iman. And if that core, like that hadith in Bukhari, that core has the love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that core of the heart has the love for Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So that core of their qalb is a manawar with the nur of iman and muhabbat to ilahi and ishq rasul. It is a light with the light of iman and the light of love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So the sin just comes on the surface. But what happens is as we keep sinning, our heart becomes more and more veiled. That nur of iman wants to break through, it wants to shine forth, it wants to make that whole mu'min munawar with that nur. Wants to make them enlightened with ibadat and enlightened with the nur of that iman. But because we're sinning, we have crusted and layered our heart with veils. And so what we need to do is surface remove those dark spots of our sin to surface remove those veils due to our ghaflat. And that's what Sayyidina Rasulullah mentioned in the hadith, لِكُلِّ شَيْءٍ سِقَالَةٌ That for each and everything there is a polish, وَالسِقَالَةُ الْقُلُوبِ ذِكْرُ اللَّهِ And the polish of the hearts is the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is what cleanses, what polishes, what purifies the heart. The zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is what saves that heart from becoming hardened, saves that heart from becoming blind, saves that heart from becoming rusted and stained and polluted. And that is why our Mashaik emphasized so much the zikr. The more and more zikr we do, it sheds the sins and removes the stains of our heart, just like the leaves are shed from a tree in the fall-autumn season. SubhanAllah. And it's not just that our heart is sleeping, or that our, our heart is hardened, our heart is blinded, our heart is stained. There's even a greater fear that we should have. And that is once a young man went to say, Shaykh Hassan al-Basri, one of the greatest of the Tamil, and said, Shaykh, I want you to make dua. And he said, for what? And he said, I'm scared that maybe my heart is sleeping. And he said, why? And he says that when I come to you and you say the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you say, call Allah ta'ala. And you say the words of the Prophet you say, call Rasulullah sallallahu It has no effect on my heart. So I'm worried that my heart is sleeping. I want you to make dua. So then Shaykh Hassan al told them, Oh young man, you should be even more concerned. Because if your heart had been sleeping, when something is sleeping and you shake it, it wakes up. So if your heart was sleeping and I said the words of Allah and His beloved Messenger, your heart would wake up. But if it's not, then it means it's not that your heart is sleeping, but rather that your heart is dead. That this is the state of many of us, that we're alive physically, but we have reached 
a death spiritually. And the Mashiach mentioned this, that what are the signs that a heart is dead? And very briefly, uh, that is number one, that we no longer feel remorse and regret. We no longer feel haya and nadama and nadma when we commit a sin. So if we miss Fajr, we don't feel sad. If we go to sleep without praying Isha, we don't feel sad. If we misdirect our gaze, we don't feel deep sadness and remorse. When we do these sins, we no longer feel sad and remorse. That is a sign that our heart is dead. A second sign is that we don't feel any ragbat, any desire, inclination towards ibadat. We don't yearn or we don't have a passion for ibadat. Even if we do the farais or wajibat or the mandatory prayers, we do them out of obligation. We don't do them out of yearning or pleasure or passion. And we don't yearn to read Quran. We don't have cravings. Like today, people, men and women, sometimes have cravings for food, cravings for that which gives them pleasure, cravings for company that gives them pleasure, cravings for an activity or hobby that gives them pleasure. But the sign of the dead heart is that person no longer craves ibadat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whether it's the ma'at of Quran, making nafal salah, making dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, making zikr of their heart, reciting istighfar, reciting the rutshrif, they don't have that craving, passion, yearning for that. That is a second sign that our heart has died. And when we look at these signs, we find them present in us. The third sign that the Mashiach mentioned that a person's heart may be dead is that they don't like to listen to any good counsel. They have a karahat for nasiha. They have a dislike in their temperament. They don't want to hear. And you will find this amongst Muslims who are distant from Allah subhanahu whose hearts are dead, those many of us may know some around us. They don't want to hear anything about Allah subhanahu wa They don't want to even hear the word sunnah. They don't want to hear a nasiyat, a counsel. They don't want to hear a warning and admonishment. That is also a sign that the heart has become dead. But if we have these signs in us, and not that even that we're slowly moving, but we've reaped a spiritual death, we must try to revive our heart, to cleanse our heart, to purify our heart through this sicker. And all we have to do is look into our heart, and our heart is that witness that never lies and gives false testimony. Our heart is that witness that never accepts a bribe on our behalf. And the way to purify our heart is mentioned beautifully by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in another concept that's quite difficult to explain in English, and that is this ayah, Simratullahi wa ahsana min Allahi simra. That the color of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in order we say this is the rung of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the color, the dye, the mizaj, the zok of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and what could be better than that? And it's that dye that we have to do. We have to drown ourselves in that rung of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, drown ourselves in that sibra, drown ourselves in the way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to be, drown ourselves in his irada for us, drown ourselves in his Quran, Sunnah, and Sharia. And the way we do that is we have to make zikr and we have to put ourselves in the company of those who apply this dye. We have to present our hearts to the dyers so that they can die and drown our heart in that sibrat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We have to present ourselves to that company, to those gatherings, to those moments in which that dye is applied to the hearts by the people of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Ahlullah, the Awliyaullah are the ones who apply the sibrat of this dye to the hearts of the mu'mineen.
and we have to make Tawbah. And we must make Tawbah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Tawbah then eliminates all of the darknesses of our heart. Tawbah, Allah says in Quran, can change the sayyat to hasanat, can change all of our sins and convert them into good deeds. And this is and when mistake this is the mistake that we make, we delay going into sobat. We delay becoming regular in zikr and we even delay doing toba. Mm-hmm. Imam al Ghazali wrote in one of his books that he was amazed at how he was addressed that, Oh young man, how can you delay during your toba? Who knows perhaps the coffin, the burial shroud with which you should be buried has already reached the shelf of the cloth seller. Mm-hmm means that it's already been decreed for you, it's already there to be sold, it's going to be bought in a matter of moments or in a matter of days. Mm. How can you delay your tawbah? And this is what we have to do. We must make our hearts a home for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We must purify our heart because it's very easy to let our heart become spoiled and polluted. And it requires effort to cleanse and purify our heart. But this is the path that we must tread. This is the path we must choose. We must restate our kalima. We must make our tawbah. We must accept and acknowledge that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is our malik and that we want to purify every aspect of our being. We want to purify our nafs. We want to purify our eyes. We want to purify our mind. And we want to purify our heart. And that we want that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala should soften our heart towards His remembrance, increase our heart in His love, incline our heart towards His ibadat, and drown our heart in His simulat. Raise our hands and do us subhana rabbi alal wahab Allahumma salli ala asirna Muhammad wa ala alisirna Muhammad wa barik wa sallam Rabbana zalamna anfusana wa illam takfir lana wa tarhamna lanakunanna min al-khasirin Allahumma inna nas'aluka humbaka wa humba man yuhibbuk wa humba amalin alladhi yukarribuna ilayk Allahumma j'alna min al-muhibbin Allahumma j'alna min al-muqarrabin Ya Allah ya Rabbi Kareem Ya Allah, we ask that you soften our heart, that you revive our heart. Ya Allah, we have a fear with us on this night. We are scared on this night that, Ya Allah, perhaps what will happen to us if our hearts have hardened, if our hearts have become blind, if our hearts have become stained. Ya Rabbi even though we may have forgotten you, Ya Allah, we ask that you remember us and shower your hidayah and guidance upon us once again. Ya Allah, we ask that you not let us be forgotten on the day of judgment. Let us not be forgotten gotten on that akhirah. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, we ask that you grant us guidance when we go astray. Mm-hmm. We ask that you remind us when we forget. Mm-hmm. We ask that you raise us when we fall. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, we ask that you increase our hearts and our love for you mm-hmm. and our love for Sayyidina Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. We also want that the Prophet Sallallahu on the Day of Judgment can say for Wallahi that indeed by Allah that he knows that we had love for you and him in our heart. Mm-hmm. Ya Allah, we ask that you increase us in our love for you Ameen. and our love for him and our love for all of those who love you Amen. and love for all of those that are beloved to you. Amen. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask you to remove all of the sins from our heart, Amen. remove the stains from our heart, Amen. remove the pollutions from our heart. Amen. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we bring to you a stained heart, we bring to you a crippled heart, we bring to you a hurt heart. 
Ya Allah, you are the tender of hearts. You are the sucker of hearts. You are the guider of hearts. Ya Allah, we ask you to mend our broken hearts. We ask you to soothe our tender hearts. Ya Rabbi we ask you to ignite our hearts with the flame of passion of love for you. We ask you to never let our hearts become cold. Never let them become hard. Never let them become dead. And Ya Allah, we ask that you increase us in our fear for you. Let our hearts have the true khashiya. Let us fear you as you deserve to be feared. Let us fear you as is your azmat and your might and your jalal. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask that you unite our hearts of the Muslimin and that you unite us in our love for you and love for your Nabi Kareem, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. We ask that you send your special mercy on the Muslimin of this Ummah. Ya Allah, we ask that you accept us from the khidmat of this deen and the khidmat of the Muslimin. Rabbana takamal minna innaka anta samiyun aneem. Wa tubu alayna innaka anta tawabu rahim. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala habibihi Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in. برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين